welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 223. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. This is a tutor episode where we try to teach you something new. Love it. I got distracted because the curtain is open behind me. Is it usually not? No. So people can just see our shitty ass oak trees? Yep. That's fine. What's wrong with it? Well, it might cause a glare on the camera. Ah, sure. Makes sense. Nice. There you go. Yep. Good work. What do you got today, babe? Hold on. First off, we went and saw Oppenheimer last night. Yes. How'd you like it? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. What'd you love? I just love the intellectual type of movies. So they... Like Imitation Game... That's another one of my favorite movies. Um, I don't know. Not much action, not much comedy. Just a lot of, like, intellectualness. Drama. Yeah. Drama. Mm-hmm. Not, like, drama drama, but, like, a drama. Yeah. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I liked the lessons it could i don't know if it's trying to show these lessons or if people are understanding it but like in instead of talking with other countries and discussing hey guys if we try to do this shit there's a potential we we ruin the world Mm -hmm. like we're not talking about fighting with guns or swords or whatever the hell anymore right like Mm -hmm. we're talking about things that could blow up the whole world yep and i feel like you know maybe they should have done more discussing with the other like main countries in the world Mm -hmm. of like hey guys do we really want to go down this or like what if we instead made some rules made yeah. some guidelines when that's what like i thought it was interesting because like the scientists were the ones that like they had a lot of remorse after the fact and like uh-huh and even like during they were all like hey we should maybe talk to russia about this mm-hmm. because like we're gonna blow people into nothingness right and they're just like nah we don't want them knowing that we've made this crazy yeah and then so i enjoyed the chain of events or like the the shit that happened that the cause and effect Mm -hmm. and pretty much cause and effect because they made the first atomic bomb, there's endless things we can do now. Nuclear war yeah. is here. Yeah. And so, like, because of that thing, making the first atomic bomb, at any point in time, the world could just be over. Yeah. Completely over. And so, that is one. that is one thing that the movie, like, shows you well i think is like because of the actions of world war Two, because of the actions of world war Two, the world can end at any minute now mm-hmm. second thing 
the U.S. will screw you over no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like the U.S. government, it does not matter. does not matter how much you help them. does not matter what you've done. If it's for their narrative, they will fuck you. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you saying because they kind of like turned their backs on? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, without like giving away the movie, it very clearly shows like... I mean, that was like one thing like the scientists or like people were questioning the longest time. Like, what are they going to do with all the scientists once they accomplish the atomic bomb? Right. Like, they could kill them. They could mm-hmm. imprison them. Mm-hmm. Like, they could do anything to them. Right. Um, so, yeah, that is, like, something that's kind of, like, scary to think about. Mm-hmm. I also feel like... I don't think we've had, like, impressive scientists in the past 50 years. 50, 60, 70 years. Like, since then. Right? Like, because... During that time period, there was Einstein, uh, Bohr, like there was so many well-known scientists around the world and like they all knew each other or knew of each other. And I feel like you don't, and maybe it's because I'm not in the science world anymore, but like even when I was in college, I don't remember there being like any big science names like there are now. There's been no real discoveries right and so i think this is why there in the early 40s there's only been there's only been um like the last 120 years is when or i would say the last like 175 200 years has been like the most scientific discovery and technology and everything has only been really serious for the last like 150 175 years whatever Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and i think there were so many like new things coming out even into the 40s of like oh no this is a new law we figured out these are new things right and i think now since those things were like figured out and those laws were put into place i think now the last like 80 years has just been the like building on those rules and laws that everyone was finding out early on Mm -hmm. i guess too yeah, it's probably changed now because it's probably like um, like Elon Musk with Tesla, Steve Jobs with Apple, um, yeah, Bill Gates with Microsoft. Like the the science world is now like more technology than like the theories and stuff that they were all creating back then. Yeah, because I, I was listening to someone who was like they were talking about aliens on Joe Rogan's podcast, but um. They said, like, we've only known about, like, quantum mechanics and, the, like, the quantum theory for mm-hmm. the last, like, 100 years, roughly. Yeah. And so, the guy, the point he made is, like, if we've only known about, like, quantum theory for the last 100 years, how developed of a, uh, how developed of a world would we be um, if we cannot kill ourselves, if we, not, if we don't blow ourselves up, right, through mm-hmm. nuclear war, um, where would we be in 5,000 years with knowing like quantum theory you see what i'm saying yeah. his, his thing is like we've only had it for a hundred years mm-hmm. and like look at what we've done in a hundred years we're like in the technology phase like getting you know what i'm saying yeah but like what happens for the next five thousand years if we can manage not to blow each other up mm-hmm. the like space travel 
done too yeah. easy and finding like other inhabited uh con, con uh other other inhabited worlds too easy mm-hmm. in five thousand years you know yeah so i i just think that like right now we're just building on laws we currently know of and it's less exploration of new laws and more building on what we do know mm-hmm. is what that's like that's my thought on why maybe we haven't seen more discoveries yeah cool yeah so i loved it i thought it was great it was good, good it didn't feel like three hours either no, it went by fast. Yeah. It went by really fast. Yeah. A lot of well-known actors. Um, and they all did. I think the acting was phenomenal. Oh, it was really good act, Really good acting. I Kill- can't even what That movie budget had to be insane. Yeah, Killian Murphy. Mm. Star. Mm-hmm. I like Florence Pugh in it. Ian told me that Florence Pugh is in there. And I was like, I have no clue who that is. I did. And then you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> did you did you know she was gonna do that in the movie? No, but like Florence Pugh is known for two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, being absurdly liberal. Mm-hmm. Number two, all the movies she's in, she shows her tits. Nice. So like if you need that She's you, a great actress. It make like to put her as a communist. I was going to say, it makes it even better because she's a communist. No, and that's just it. Like, when I saw, like, when I was watching the movie and she was a communist, I was like, they could not have picked a better role. That's so funny. Like, they picked the best role mm-hmm. for her. And I'm very proud of Hollywood for doing that. Especially, like, how she was so emotional the entire time. And Dude. I was just like, no, don't give me flowers. But you called me. Don't give me flowers. Yeah. And then kills herself in the end because he leaves her. You shouldn't have... You're... No, I'm sorry, I ruined it. Spoiler alert. Uh, spoiler alert, guys. Wow, Sam. I know. It, but it's perfect. Oh, it's beautiful. They they phenomenal casting mm-hmm. they did. Also, we're probably the last people to see that movie. A lot of, yeah. Well, no, not even, most people didn't go see it. Um So that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um I golfed the last three days in a row. Yeah, you have. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Friday back barely held up. No, Friday back was okay. Yeah. It was pretty tender. Saturday, my back was like, today, money in the bank. Nice. That's good. Yep. And then it's just, I've noticed with golfing, Mm -hmm. depending on like how you hold the club Mm -hmm. can change your game completely. Yeah. Like I'm talking like just rotating your hands just a little bit, like a little, it can change the game so much. And then you're like follow through. We should have put all this in a talk episode. Yes, you're right, but I just don't care. Okay. Uh, we're 11 minutes in, just so I would let you know. Okay. Okay, cool. So, anyways, I, like, sports like that, mm. the importance of coaching, incredible. Mm-hmm. I, like, think about that with, like... Um, I, I wouldn't say softball as much, but like football, like you have to think, right? Because if you change like the movement on your, like on the ball, like your throw will be slightly different, right? Yes. Think like how fast you have to think when you get the ball to make sure your hand is in that like perfect place. It is not thinking it's muscle memory from thousands of repetition. 
That is true. It's the same thing with golf because I was talking to Jake about that. <sighs> Maybe this will be what we tutor on today. Who knows? Let's change. <laughs> Pivot. Um, our friend Utah will go golf like 36 holes in mm-hmm. a day, right? But it, if you want to be good, you need to. Because mm-hmm. you need the repetition. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. It's all muscle memory. almost. And that was when I was in weightlifting, right? Mm-hmm. And I was getting coached in weightlifting. Different weight moves differently. So you can move... You can move 50 kilos on a snatch perfectly every time, right? Mm-hmm. That does not mean you're going to correlate and move 110 kilos the same. Right. It's a little different of a movement because of how much the weight impacts your like levers. Mm-hmm. So the more repetitions you can do, the better you get. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Go ahead. Is that why like not a lot of people like get their PRs in competition? Because it's a different weight. Yeah, because so what I mean by that, you're trying to have the same bar path. We like you're yeah. trying to have the same bar path. You're trying to do all that, but your body moves differently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in like my my point being here, you want to try to make your body move the same way at every weight. Yeah. But it moves different because when you go to pull on that bar, maybe your ass raises a little bit like sooner because you're at 120 kilos compared to 110. Mm-hmm. So because that like bar has a little bit more, uh, a little bit more weight on it, so that it has a little less leeway. Like instead of you driving with your legs and like your hips going up, your ass might kick out a little bit. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and just by doing that, that can throw off, that can throw off your lift. Yeah, and and then like um, you you need to keep your lats locked in to keep your bar sweeping towards the body. But um, with 120 kilos compared to 110 kilos, dude, your lats might not be strong enough to handle 120 kilos. So like you start coming up and you're needing to keep that bar close to your body, but your lats are giving out a little bit and so that bar gets a little farther away from your body so then you're not meeting your hips at the right point so it becomes a completely different lift Mm -hmm. and so yeah like people in competition who haven't done a shit ton of repetitions at those higher weights yeah are are gonna bomb out so sure like in in competition those people might be able to go up and hit like one you know 150 kilos right say say like in comp they can work or in in training they can go up and hit 150 kilos Mm -hmm. but they've only ever done that like once and they're training around 70 80 percent all the time and they're not hitting like they're not hitting like 140s they're just hitting like a lot of 120s and shit when they go to competition and they start and they gotta hit a 140 they ain't never even touched that shit yeah you know where like they don't They've touched it, but they haven't touched it enough for it to be muscle memory. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, but that's like with everything. Muscle memory comes into play so, so much. And that'd be like throwing a football, um, lifting, golfing, all those things, right? Mm-hmm. There's one thing 
where muscle memory needs to be there, but you should not rely on muscle memory. You should rely on um, like talking through a certain thing, Mm -hmm. and that's shooting. Oh, okay, yeah. But so you have to do it enough times so that when you're in it and you talk yourself through your shot that you're able to make the same shot. So it's still like you still need thousands and thousands of reps to do that accurately. But that's like the best archery, uh, the best archery shooter in the world. They do the same exact drawback as always. They, They put the kisser where it needs to be. They put their hand where it needs to be. They do everything the exact same, right? But they don't just like do that and then like pull the trigger, re- release the arrow. They ha- they like talk themselves through what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, and now we fire, whatever it is. So something like that with more precision maybe, they like, you're supposed to, it's called like shot IQ. You're supposed to like completely restart every shot, if that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, it's different. Anyway, so, so that's kind of, I think, I don't know. Sorry, guys. I don't even know how the fuck this is a Tudor episode. We're going everywhere. You're going everywhere. Going everywhere. But, all right, we're just going to keep going. We're going down this road. Okay. We're moving. That's fine. The importance of coaching, and I don't think people think about it enough. When you're golfing, you don't know what you're fucking up. You know what I'm saying? You know you're fucking up, but you don't know what you're fucking up. And until you know what you're fucking up, then that's the only way you can start getting better. So, like, mm-hmm. being able to, like, when you swing the ball and it hooks instead of slicing, to be able to know what you just did on that swing, to be like, oh, I did this, so that's why I messed it up and hooked. Mm-hmm. I need to do this next, right? And that's the same thing with like every sport is if you mess up, how do you course correct as fast as possible and identify the thing you did wrong? Yeah, I feel like golf too, like there's so many parts of your body that you could just like tweak. Um, Because Sean has always had a really bad slice and like you can look up like how to fix your slice and there's a million different ways of how to fix your slice. So it is nice to have that coach to like be able to like see it and be like, that's what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is nice. And you want to know what like pretty much all of it was? Or like the big majority? Was it just your hands? Three things. My hands was one. Mm-hmm. My weight distribution between my two feet. And then my follow through my rotation of like, because I always thought you had to come back straight. Mm-hmm. No, you're supposed to work around your body. Like you're swinging a baseball bat. Like you work around your body. Oh. Yeah. I didn't, Those three things. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. That's cool. Change everything. That's really cool. So. What did Kyle have changed? Same. Okay. Pretty much same shit. Nice. Because the thing is, you don't have to think about like, oh, I slice all the time. If you do those three things right, you're no longer a slicer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you almost have to like. You just you now have a completely new swing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, I just want you to know she was like dead asleep downstairs when we came up here, so I was really hoping she was gonna nap. 
And now she's awake and wanting to play. I think she was outside, too. That uh, makes sense. Um, you know, we could just go off and keep going off of coaching. Yeah, do it. Go. Uh, Jen and I have been talking about, like, a, I don't know, just some, like, different things. Because we finished 75 hard, and that was, like, a very good thing for us. Um, but, like... I don't know. It, it's just keeping the discipline, I guess. So, uh, like, some people, they, they need assistance to keep discipline. Uh, so, like, we know some people that kept doing 75 hard because they're like, I don't do anything if I don't do 75 hard. And Sean and I have been doing stuff just quite a bit more moderately. Uh, I think once summertime is over, we'll probably pick back up on a lot of things. Um... But I also kind of was thinking about that, like, with coaching groups. Christian and I, we were in CCB. And it was good. It was cool. But it just didn't seem like what we needed at the time. Like, I just don't think... I don't know. Why do you think we stopped doing CCB? I mean, besides the fact that they were revamping it and it was very inconsistent. I don't think coaching groups work. I said it. I did. I think one-on-one coaching. Yeah. Here's my thing with it. Coaching groups are there for a camaraderie. The problem is I've seen multiple coaching groups now, multiple coaching groups. The interaction in the coaching groups is dog shit. Mm -hmm. Only a couple people liking shit, only a couple people talking. For the most part, dude, coaching groups are are worthless. Yeah. Like there's – you might do a call or two. You you listen to some people and shit, but your interaction ain't shit in there. No, you're not like it's. You have to. There's too much fluff in coaching groups. Okay, there's too much fluff. There's too many. There's too many people. This dog just wants to play tug of war. There's too many people in coaching groups that don't want to do the shit. Yeah, and so. Because of that, you're not actually having like quality interaction. So what's the point of the coaching group? Mm-hmm. I think one-to-one coaching is the best thing you can do. But you don't necessarily need one-to-one coaching if you can get a mentor. Yeah. So if you can get a mentor to just point you in the right direction a lot of times to like, oh, hey. Like when we had Josh and Audrey, they were our coach. But like say even if they were just our mentors. Mm-hmm. It, it's an it'd be enough for them to just be like hey guys so we got this going on and they could be like uh uh-huh, um don't do that yeah. or like tweak this and this because of this and it's like oh that makes a lot of sense just kind of like a second opinion right yeah um because they've been there done that mm-hmm. right so i think i the two things i'm getting like even more on that coaching groups i think is just a lot of fluff you're not doing a whole lot i don't know it's just it seems almost like clout nowadays. Like you're just. Yeah, I, should, I don't know. I'm keep thinking things, but I don't want to interrupt you. About what? Oh, just about this. Oh, go ahead. Um, I think one thing a lot of people want for from coaching groups is just like that motivation, right? Like that push or whatever. And I think you could one, um, just go to like an event seminar. So like we went to Arte and we went to Vertical Union. 
and I thought those were just like good little pockets of like motivation to kind of like give us to strive more and like we did learn a both a lot at both um so I would definitely keep doing a couple of those a year uh and two I think a lot of people think these groups are going to give them like accountability like because I'm in this group I I am going to do all these things but it doesn't no one's there to really make sure you're doing it mm-hmm. so instead you could have an accountability partner or like haven't we should have uh, like an Eau Claire accountability group to be honest so have mastermind to have accountability yeah which mastermind could have been that if it would have been done right mm-hmm. um and then the last thing is is i think a lot of these groups are um too vague because that's kind of the issue sean and i were having with ccv a little bit is it was good info but i felt like a lot of it didn't pertain to us or like what we needed help with it was just like i I don't know it was just it was too vague to me like or too because they have to be able to include everyone that's in the group which is hundreds of people right so that's why i think the mentoring group or a one-on-one coach would be so much better because you can get those specific like okay this is specifically like what you're having issues with and like let's try and figure out how to figure that figure that out yep yeah i agree so building off of that i think we've moved too much into monetizing Mm -hmm. off of everything yeah and so coaching groups masterminds all of that shit is so so much like monetize off of everything people that make more money coaching that are not over the age of 70 Mm -hmm. even then disregard that because that's not true people that make more money coaching than they make through their business endeavors are frauds Mm -hmm. i would say if you make more money on your coaching i would say if you make probably like if you make any more than 30 percent more of your income from coaching you i just don't want to like i don't like it i'm not a fan yeah not a fan because the thing is is you're just being a professional coach then Mm -hmm. which granted there's professional coaches for like weightlifting and and every sport so i get it there's like professional coaches for that stuff it's the same thing as financial advisors for me and why i get so fucking irritated with that stuff is like If you're telling me how to or like where to invest my money and do all these things, but you don't do those same things, why am I listening to you? Mm -hmm. So like if you're a business coach teaching me how to flip real estate, but you don't flip much real estate, why am I listening to you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or like even be a part of like the real estate realm. Right. Because I could see, like, if you've been a realtor for, like, 20 years, you should be able to tell, like, at least, like, the things people want in houses or, like, what people comment on the most. Probably not, like, the prices of how much it actually costs to flip stuff, but they at least have, like, somewhat of a knowledge of real estate. Right. So the first part is, I think coaching, masterminds, and coaching groups has has just become 
monetary. Mm-hmm. Everyone's out there trying to make money on it. Half the ads on fucking YouTube are by my coaching group. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can't stand it. I think we have moved so far away from treating the younger generation. What the hell are you doing coaching someone at 30 years old? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm talking, I'm talking business and life coach. What are you business and life coaching at 30 years old? Right. Okay. You can give like your feed, like you can give your feedback, your opinions, things like that. Okay, cool. Great. But monetizing it and doing that as like a business doesn't make sense to me. Where you look at, at like um, when people have been in business for 20, 30, 40, 50 years and they start doing that. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense to me to like give back. Yeah. But my thing with giving back, I just think we've like, we've really scaled the coaching where before it would be like a business owner in the town might see like a kid up and coming who also is going to be a big business owner or who has the potential to be a big business owner, takes him under his wing, teaches him the shit, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Becomes an apprentice. Becomes Right, becomes mm-hmm. an apprentice, but yeah. and then mentors him up, and then that kid will do that, right? Yeah. But now with like social media and everything, everybody thinks they're going to be the next something, mm-hmm. or a lot of people think they're going to be the next something, and so they get these coaching groups. The issue with this, and this moves on to my next thing, accountability. Having an accountability partner is good to make sure you're like accountable and doing your shit. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Having a coaching group to hold you accountable, eh, not so much. Or or a coaching group to keep you motivated. Here's the thing. It's not about motivation. No. It's about discipline. Mm-hmm. Because your motivation is... You'll have some after maybe a coaching call. You'll have some motivation after you go to a seminar. You'll have some motivation after you watch Wes Watson on YouTube. Um, Like you'll have a little bit of motivation. That is not carrying you through every fucking day. Discipline is. Mm -hmm. Because that motivation from you watching that YouTube today at fucking 2 p.m. is not going to get you to wake your ass up at 5 a.m. and do your shit tomorrow morning. Right. That's why I think like doing just like the big events every once in a while like – that just like adds to the fire that's already burning if you have discipline. Yeah. Because then it can like maybe drive you like a little bit extra than what you were doing for a little bit of time or something. So where I start to move and pivot from what I'm saying, I think seminars can be huge. Mm-hmm. And I think seminars can be huge because of exactly that. You go, you get a little more motivation, but more importantly knowledge yeah when you go to a seminar with some big hitters typically they're throwing it you got to go to the right ones don't go to the rah-rah runs whatever you go to the ones where like they are handing out knowledge you got dudes in that room who have been at the top of their are either at the top of their game or have been at the top of their game for years Mm -hmm. so when you go to listen at a seminar to the 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 lowest individual you're listening to at a seminar is worth eight eight figures like okay yeah maybe i'm gonna listen to all these dudes mm-hmm. or 
the like one of the events we listened to sure one of the guys might not have a whole lot of money but he was like six time seven time uh mr olympia or some shit flex lewis oh yeah and so i'm like you know i don't know how much money the dude's got but he was the best for like six or seven years or whatever it is mm. maybe i'm gonna listen to that dude or um matt Vin- vincent matt vincent yes i liked his his was about like i'm not dead yet yeah so like yeah. about uh because uh, his dad died young so when his dad died he made a jar um and put a marble in it for every week he had until he would get to that age that his dad died right so then every sunday he takes out a marble and thinks about like did i make this marble worth it did i make the week worth it yep, mm-hmm. did I make marble? so mm-hmm. i like that yeah so i mean there's things like that and that's what i think is good about seminars mm-hmm. and matt vincent has a coaching group but to be honest with you, just taking that from him, if you take it and you become disciplined and you implement that kind of stuff into your life, you don't need to be on this weekly co- coaching no. call. It's not going to – those things, the time you're spending doing those things is not going to elevate you to a, a crazy point. Mm-hmm. What will elevate you is being disciplined and doing your work. Yeah. And then – calling on a mentor when you have questions yeah i think i yeah we i i just it'd be nice to have a mentor is what i'm getting at yeah um that would be that would be a lot better yeah in the world instead of all this like everybody trying to have a coach or like being Being in in a coaching coaching group group. yeah Yeah. so because the thing with that is too There are so many people who want to be an entrepreneur when it's not their thing. Yeah, right. You know, um, and a, a lot of those people could just find a, like a lot of those people could just find a mentor or somebody. How do I say this? So like a person that might not be an entrepreneur but could be like a good self-employed person because i think like i think being self-employed has a a major perk too because i mean keep in mind 200 years ago 85 percent of the population was self-employed right and so i think like even then just find someone in your field to like maybe be a mentor like if you want to be self-employed in hvac yeah maybe just like make a relationship with someone else who's self-employed in HVAC and like, Hey, you've been doing this for 40 years. Can I call you, chat with you, whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to be open to that Mm -hmm. because a lot of people want to see a lot of the older generation doesn't want to see their craft die. Yeah. Right now, construction, the average age in construction is like 50 years old. I think it's 40. Four, it's yeah. 40? Okay. Yeah, it went up 10 years in the past 10 years. So it went from 30 to 40? Yeah. Okay, so it's 40 years old. In the next 10 years, those guys, those construction workers who are 50, they're not going to want to see like the knowledge they have in construction just go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. But I can bet your ass those guys would be willing to like, if you call them, come in and give you some advice, you know? Oh, yeah. And be like, hey, yeah, oh, this is how we did this, this is how we did this. And and you could pay him a little bit for like consulting, mentorship, whatever. But it's just, yeah, I think we're getting a little too crazy with all these young people trying to be coaches. Yeah. 
that aren't i haven't experienced life fully yeah well and they're in like their prime like dude if you're 40 years old and you're spending most of your time coaching bro you're in your prime like use it for use it to build something yeah build something meaningful help the world like what do you mean Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's yeah i see though like people that go like let's talk about like a professional fighter Mm -hmm. people that go and they've been training their whole life to be a fighter right um so from like 10 years old 15 years old they've been training how to fight um and now they're 30 they're 30 years old and they retire from fighting Mm -hmm. okay then moving to coaching that makes sense yeah they only know one thing Mm -hmm. they know how to fight so what can they do now that they retired from fighting after 15 20 years teach other people how to fight right okay there's like there's certain things where that makes sense to me like really mostly only sports yeah like mostly only sports because the thing is if you're phenomenal at real estate development and you started real estate developing at 20 years old and then at 35 you decide to quit real estate developing and consult only no do that shit till you're 50 60 have 30 40 years experience then switch over to consulting mm-hmm. the amount you'll be able to help people from seeing so many different economies and percentage like so 100 yeah. percent. life varies a lot more like life things vary a lot more than sports do right yep and and that's like that's why business and careers it's just, it's neat for me that people don't want to get better at their like career, that people are just going to their job for their job. Your, your career is really only, is like really the only thing you can continue getting better at the rest of your life mm-hmm. outside of maybe like card games or golfing or like intellectual, th- you know, yeah. you can, it doesn't take the toll. like you're not going to be playing football until you're 60 years old. Right. But. You can fucking develop real estate until you die. Yeah. And so I I would like to see or I just don't know why more people don't take their careers and like the development of their careers more seriously. People just like go to their job and work 40 hours a week. And not that you, you don't even necessarily have to work more than that. Just take some of that time to develop more skills and mm-hmm. learn more. Yeah. Become better. Any, anyway, so that was my thing on like coaching. You need your disciplines. Um, instead of motivation, get your disciplines. Discipline's the only thing that's going to carry you on. Yep. And then accountability. Get an accountability. Get someone that just holds you accountable to ask you if you've done your shit. You know. Yeah. Um, that's how I would, I'd go on that. Um, with accountability. What are you thinking? Um. Yeah, I mean, we could quickly do distractions, too, if you wanted. Yeah, so what we were originally going to talk about is distractions. And um, this actually plays right into it, I think. It really does. Fire at us, babe. Look at this land seal. Dude, she had anywhere else to lay, and she decided to lay right on my cord. Um, Speaking of distractions. uh, So this is something, Sean and I, we've talked about it a lot. And, like... My habits on it go on and off, but lately it's been really bad, and I don't know really why, but that doesn't matter. We have lots of distractions in life, and one of the worst distractions is that fucking thing that Sean's holding right now. 
is my cell phone. Yes. Uh, with social media and stuff like that, it's just, it's so, I like discovered the other day how easy it is to just like lose track of time on there. I was going through Facebook reels and not even paying attention to the content anymore when it really like kicked in me like what the fuck am I doing like I'm not even absorbing any content because like I just I just kept scrolling like it's not like I was listening to the full videos or anything anymore I was just scrolling and I was like what is happening and then I noticed because I would do it on Facebook and I was like okay I gotta close out of this well then guess what I did Hmm. went to Instagram I went to Instagram, went to the reels, exact same thing. And I was like, I need to get this thing away. That shit right there. You sit there and you just do that thing that's Mm -hmm. scrolling. You couldn't even tell me what the last video you watched was. Uh, Maybe some cheerleader stunting. Okay. But like, no, no, I'm saying while you're doing it in while during the active, I was like, Hey, what was like the last two videos you just watched? You'd have to scroll back because you wouldn't know. Yeah. you just like, it's just mind-numbing. That's why I don't think we should have Facebook and Snapchat on our – or Facebook and uh, Instagram on our phone. I actually don't think we should have Snapchat either. Yeah. In a perfect world, we'd delete Snapchat. Yeah. Because Snapchat's got too much shit because Snapchat's got reels now too. And I – those I don't watch. You are bad with those. Yeah. I'm do you not. know why I'm bad with them? Why? Because I deleted Instagram and Facebook for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you replaced it with something else. Yeah. Which that's what like – so today and yesterday, I've been trying to be on my phone less. So I've been reading my book more. Right. It's the distractions of not just your phone, but anything. This happens. This would. This is a thing for me, definitely, I experience. And like Joe Rogan actually talks about it too. When I would get like at work, whatever, if I get tasks that are overwhelming mm-hmm. i'll just fucking grab my phone and i'll just like mind numb for like five minutes to just like essentially procrastinate mm-hmm. and not like let my mind like i'm procrastinating and i'm like fuck i don't want to deal with this shit like it's too much like yeah uh, let's just grab my phone when instead you should just fucking tackle it mm-hmm. you should just like start start Instead, you sit there for five minutes like, fuck my life, dude. I got to fucking do this shit in a minute. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just start. That and um, the five priorities, I think it would be a huge help. Like, I have so many things going on in my mind constantly that, yeah, I get that overwhelming feeling. And I'm just like, I have so much I need to do. So I'm just like, I'm I'm just going to give up and go on my phone instead of starting. So I think doing like the five priorities at least gives you like an objective because mm-hmm. then when you finish each one, you get the satisfaction of checking it off. Right. Um, and then it inspires you to do more and more. Uh, but yeah, I think the key to discipline is not having that on you. Or taking so much of the stuff off of it that like. It's just a phone. It's just a phone. Yeah. Um. Because, yeah, I mean, I kept Instagram because I was like, oh, I'll post on there. But I haven't been posting. Um, and to be honest, I think I can do most of the posting just through Canva anyways. Mm-hmm. So I can't do stories on there. But I feel like uh, it'd be a good thing to just take away for a little while to, like, clear it Not out Not even for a little bit. You have to get rid of it. 
because I brought mine back and I was phenomenal for like the first like two weeks with like first mm-hmm. week or two with it back. Not an issue. I am back to worse than I was before. Yeah. It's that fast. I think it, it's, I want, it, it feels like it's a stronger connect. Like I have a stronger connection to it now than I did like a couple weeks ago. Like, I'm curious if there's something that they did to make it more addictive. I don't know. All I know is that, dude, the social media is the most distracting thing, period. I was, one of the guys I was listening to on Joe Rogan's podcast said how, like, two or three, or, like, two years ago or something, he was, like, walking with his friends. He had his phone. He's, like, dude, fuck this. Hum chucked it. I think it was Zach Bryan, mm-hmm. the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hum chucked his phone. He's like, done with that thing. Just do it. Got rid of it. Boom. Threw it. Done with that. And he went and bought a flip phone. Yeah. And he's got a flip phone now. Yeah. And I was like, dude. Genius. That's smart. Mm-hmm. These things are dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. I, here's my thing with it. And this is where people are going to go with it. Oh, well, I learned shit on those apps. We've said it. We've said it 100%. And that's the thing, dude. On my on my, on my uh, podcast, I do learn shit. On my, um, on my reels, I learn shit. How much of that... Are you retaining? Are we implementing? Not just retaining, implementing. Mm, I have quite a few things saved for like stuff to make around the house. Yes. But that, that's an easy Google search I could do instead. 100%. So all these things that we like... And that's like the the podcast and shit I listen to and the e- e- ebooks and all that shit. Ebooks might be the dumbest shit mm-hmm. for personal development. Yeah. Here's why. You cannot highlight and take notes. Mm-hmm. I'm driving around listening to an ebook on personal development. What the fuck did I just get out of that? Right. Nothing because I didn't like write it down. Nothing, you know. Where in the book I'm reading right now. That bitch is highlighted to the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And like um, Nick, he does, he's got a notebook for reading. Mm-hmm. And like he reads and he like takes all of his notes. And then when he's done with it, he takes and he goes through all those notes and writes out his like top three to five things and puts it in a different notebook, right? So he has two different notebooks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got one to like blah, 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 jot stupid stuff down. And then he's got one like what are the three to five main takeaways from this book? So he's got a, a book. Uh, notebook of like the best things you need to know for business and life i do like that because i have my green one so my green one i've have uh most of the personal development books i've read and then even when we go to seminars yeah i take notes on that one too so it would be nice to have another notebook to right go through those again and yeah highlight the top three so like that so my point being these distractions we have and distractions are everything Mm -hmm. like we can distract ourselves with just about anything. Yeah, we can. The dog. Yeah, Sam. Sam. And she was just staring at me. I had to lay down and cuddle her for an hour. Like, ah, makes sense, right? Read my book. Yeah. So we let ourselves get distracted with little shit constantly, which takes us away from life. Mm-hmm. And it's not just business. It's life. Mm-hmm. How many times... Have you fucked around with your afternoon and sat on your phone, watched TV or something when you could have been out with the dog, been out with your family, like doing anything, cleaning the house, like whatever it is. 
there's so many of these things we take for granted because we just use them as distractions to numb our fucking minds. Yeah. I, um... Dude, actually, one last thing on that, okay? Okay. I've got a fucking issue with wanting a new vehicle. Mm-hmm. Okay? Facts. That distracts my mind more than anything else, period. Okay? You, did, you didn't think about it when you had Facebook, did you? When I deleted Maybe. Facebook for a couple weeks, I thought about cars a few times. A few times. It'd be like when I saw a Porsche or something on the mm-hmm. road. I'd be like, oh, man, that's really cool. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I should get a Porsche. And I was just like, meh. Now that I have Facebook and I can go on Marketplace, I think about it every day, all day. Mm-hmm. It is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to try meditating. I hear it works really well. Mm-hmm. I just can tell, especially, like, the days that I do spend more time on my phone, like, my head is just so, like, foggy and just... It's just ripping. It's just going. And, like, th- they do say that's why, like, kids have ADHD problems right now is because uh, of technology. And, like, playing oh, video 100%. games. And staring at a screen. Like, it really causes the brain to just go, go, go. I think we even – I think we utilize our calling too much, our texting too much even, mm-hmm. too. Like, distracting from the task at hand. So, mm-hmm. like, when you're driving – and you decide to make a call or a text or whatever, you're distracted from the task at hand, mm-hmm. driving. Mm-hmm. Or like, dude, some some podcasts I listen to, I get so into that like, I can't even, I, I, mean, I don't even think I, I'm just an autopilot. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm into that fucking podcast yeah. or book, right? So there's so many distractions that like, little distractions we don't think about too, mm-hmm. right? Um, and sometimes those things can be good because like if you're on a long car ride, you're tired, you're on the freeway, whatever, make that phone call, listen to that podcast, you know, do whatever, right? Like stay awake. Don't by all means stay awake. But, um, but like it's something to keep in mind, you Mm. know? Yeah. It's very interesting. What else do you have for distractions? Um, I don't know. I I think it's a huge, huge, huge issue right now. And I think. I mean, that's how they're kind of brainwashing us into not being as productive or, like, uh, I think it's dumbing us down, you know? Like, not getting people to go to their full potential. Because I've just been thinking of all the tasks that I wanted to complete. I should have completed by the end of August. But because I've been distracted on my phone or reading my book instead, like, I wasted so much time doing that instead of finishing the property management binder or whatever 100 percent. when i'm super guilty with it with like my podcast um like during my work day i will listen to a podcast driving from place to place so that just took away an like two hours of my day i could have been thinking Mm mm-hmm so I'm distracting myself from thinking about how to grow my business yeah. or like do these things. I don't know how you work with podcast running. I can't really do that. I can edit the podcast with like my things playing. No, but I, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying like even drive time. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You yeah. know, like even drive. Like, and so. Do you remember being a kid and being able to just like 
whenever we drove anywhere, like, right, we only could listen to the radio. And I remember just being a kid and just having to, like, look out the window. And, and fantasize. Just fantasize and think. Yeah. Hundred percent. I we just don't do that anymore. Fuck no. Back when like your radio station was like one country or one rock station, and you just sat there like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ain't the same no more. They say now, like kids nowadays. Um. So being bored is really good for your, your creative side. Hundred percent, it is. And kids these days like are never bored because they're just like given a tablet, given a movie given something to right they don't just get to let their minds think which i like we did read too that there's like a form of meditating of just letting your mind go where it wants to go for five minutes so the 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 one thing that i think this will affect us with right it could affect us in a positive and negative way Mm -hmm. if we're not like listening and doing these things that are so distracting for podcasts we're not going to have anywhere near the amount of information to give right because we base a lot of the shit on like what we're seeing in like on social media today what are we seeing what it's our podcast telling us and all that shit right so if we delete we got rid of all that shit mm-hmm. we are gonna like run out of topics or we're gonna run out of shit to talk about but the other positive side to that is the fucking 10 hours we waste on that for the whole week we could set aside two hours and research a certain area and mm-hmm. we would be able to like be way better on one one thing. And then, I mean, think about it because then I could go, I could spend more time on Canva actually posting quality stuff on Instagram, right. um, blogging, spending more time blogging, making those actually like quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the content we do come out with can be a lot more. Right. Plus, I mean, we, we still live life. There's a lot of things we can do on life or whatever. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, it would actually, we'd probably get better at business shit mm-hmm. because we'd be like, oh yeah, like these are the things because then you'd be operating in business at a way higher level than we are now because so much of this shit in business, we shortchange because we're fucking around, mm-hmm. fucking off. I will say if we get rid of Snapchat, I'm really going to be uh, sad to miss memories. Oh, dude, that's that'll be the one thing mm-hmm. but I, what i was kind of thinking with snapchat is uh you just do your digital well-being drop it down to like five 10 minutes. minutes oh okay 10 yeah five ten minutes like just in and really move yeah. most of your conversations to text message yeah anything else on distractions i don't know we live in a distracted world either they plain and simple they want to keep us fucking uneducated and scared uneducated and scared and like the more we can be zoned into our phones and like not seeing the world the better oh plus oh my sean we've forgotten about that tv show what was that tv show that we watched black mirror yeah dude if we fucking get better at like controlling our like temptations into the phone we'll be the ones that don't get brainwashed bro fucking guys watch uh, we we didn't even watch like full episodes. We like catch so we watched a couple full episodes. Yeah, we watched like five full episodes. You watched five full episodes. Okay, maybe I did. Um, but yeah, check some of Black Mirror. It's fucked up. Um, I need to use the bathroom. Yeah, we're good. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Hope you learned something um, on coaching and distractions. Next week we will talk about uh, living in the U.S. versus other countries. Yep. Um, and I think let's say in one month, Sean, let's revisit this. Let's revisit this in a month. Yes. Okay. Thanks guys for tuning in. Bye. See ya.